0: This is a sermon that's a little scary. Um, If you've been reading ahead in our study in Mark, you'll see that uh, we are now in chapter 10, verses 1, and this is where Jesus is asked about divorce. And... um, It's a little bit scary because I, I know that, that, that these can be hurtful words. Um, there isn't anybody here likely that hasn't been impacted at some level by divorce. Um, and in our world today, there are all kinds of different ideas about why divorce is, is allowed, how you proceed with that, what, uh, the, the, even the, the ideas of what is marriage. Uh, there are just a lot of different ideas that are out there in the world. And, and this, this can hit in so many different ways. There are, there are those that have um, been impacted by divorce. There are those uh, who, uh, who, by no choice of their own, uh, are not married, are now single, all kinds of different things that can create hurtful things hurtful uh, hurtful feelings looking at this Um, but at the same time i am i'm actually very excited about this sermon Um, because it gives us an opportunity to talk about marriage and i and i I think that, that in our world today, one of the, not, not the only, but one of the great gifts that the church offers to the world is a right understanding about marriage. That, that, that one, of the, one of the great ways that we are going to be able to reach out to a lost world is through our holding fast to what the Bible has to say about marriage. And not just, not just holding fast by, by, by being doctrinally correct, but by actually living it out. That, that when we have strong, healthy marriages within this church whatever that might look like, when, when we are supporting strong, healthy marriages. Um, I absolutely am convinced that the world will see that and will say there's something different about those people, something that I need in my life. I think there is a few of those kinds of things that, that, given our current situation, the current cultural trends that we see in our world today, that, that 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 can be that powerful of a tool. I think I think one of the one of the reasons that our our church family has uh, such a powerful influence or, or, or testimony into our world is because of the sense of family of belonging. Uh, the, the, the warmth and welcome that there is within this church family. I, I think that's another one of those great gifts that we can give to our world right now because people are looking for a place to belong. Some place where they are treasured, where they're cherished, where they, where they have value, where they have a purpose. But marriage is another one of those, those great gifts that are going to be an opportunity for us to have an influence On this world. And so so that's why I'm excited about what we have to talk about here today. But let me say, uh, let me ask you (laughs) if there's something that I say here this morning that hurts, that makes you angry. That, that you have questions or maybe disagree with. Would you come and talk with me after the service, whether it's today or throughout the week? I would love to have that conversation with you. It's, I know those aren't necessarily fun conversations, um, But I think the more that we can be open and honest and transparent with one another, the the greater opportunity we have have of building that strong sense of family and belonging here. So with that said, let me just pray before we read the passage here set before us in Mark chapter 10. Lord Jesus, we've been singing about your great name, about your perfect love, about your healing touch, and you are all of those things, Lord. So we need your help as we work through this passage together. I know that there are things that you want each one of us to hear. So I pray that, that, uh, that as you speak clearly into our lives, that we wouldn't let there be get anything in the way. That we would be able to hear your voice. That we would listen to what you say. And we allow your spirit to work in our hearts through that. Amen. Mark chapter 10, verse 1. And he left there and went to the region of Judea, just beyond the Jordan, and crowds gathered to him again. And again, as was his custom, he taught them. And Pharisees came up in order to test him and asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? So he answered them, What did Moses command you? And they said, Well, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of divorce and to send her away. Jesus said to them, It's because of the hardness of your heart he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. In the house, the disciples asked him again about this matter. And he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. There is great discussion about this passage and about the the synoptic passages that that mirror these the parallel passages in in Luke and in Mark and in John. Uh, there is there's all kinds of debate of trying to understand and get behind the cultural context and to to get down to the uh, to the the Greek the original languages understanding that Jesus was probably speaking in Aramaic and so there's attempts to try and figure out what exactly he was saying in that particular case Uh, there's all kinds of investigation into the uh, understanding of the Jewish um, uh, the Jewish culture around marriage uh, of the time of first century and then also to compare that to the the Roman understanding of marriage and their traditions and all that kind of stuff And, and people work really hard to try and come to a good understanding of what is being said here I think it's pretty clear I don't think we need to go into a whole lot of detail of understanding what Jesus meant when he said, um, from the beginning of creation, God made the male and female, therefore man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Flesh. The clarity of what Jesus is saying is that that marriage is defined and established by god it 's not a, a human construct to try and and organize human relationships it 's not a, a a means of of humans trying to uh, to bind one another and to get people to stick within some kind of a committed relationship. This is something that God has established. And, and not only has God established it from the very beginning as, as, as a, uh, a standard of, of what a healthy family is supposed to look like, God is involved in the joining together of a man and a woman into one flesh. Each and every circumstance and situation, every marriage, whether God is invited into that process or not, God unites a man and a woman together into one flesh. Another thing that's clear from what Jesus is teaching here is that a union between a man and a woman, between a husband and wife, is not just a legal contract. It's not just a legal union. It's not just a financial means of joining two people together. It's not even just a physical union of man and woman in in the the process of procreation. At their very fundamental essence, there is a transformation that happens in marriage. There is a joining together uh, uh, of their very essential beings. And when we tear that apart, it creates great damage. I've (laughs) I've been watching Forged in Fire series again here in the last little while and seeing how they take two different kinds of metals and forge them together and they become one in such a way that you cannot separate them. In order to try and, and, and get them apart, you you have, to, you have to reheat and tear and burn, and it just doesn't happen that 's what we see happening here in marriage that, that God is joining two people together into one flesh, into a spiritual connection and so so we see that, that God's ideal for a husband and wife, when they are married, that they are committed to faithfulness to one another for their whole life. That's, that's God's ideal that He had intended for humanity to, to proceed in. But God also recognizes that within this fallen, broken world, within each one of us, there is a a weakness, a self-centeredness, that 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 ideal in and of ourselves is really hard to live up to. (laughs) If you look in in Matthew's parallel passage to, to this story the disciples lay it out really clearly because when they come and speak to Jesus afterwards in the house and ask him about this and Jesus says uh, that, that saying that, that if a man divorces his wife and remarries another he commits adultery and so on and so forth back and forth. They then respond with, "Well, wow, it would be better not to ever get married. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Marriage is not easy. And living up to that standard and that ideal that God has set out for us is extremely challenging. Extremely difficult. And that's why it is so important for us that, that, that we seek God's help, His support in our marriages in order to be able to, to live that out he, 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 so God recognizes that there is brokenness, that there is weakness within humanity. And so he also puts in processes that try to help mitigate the, the damage that broken relationships, broken marriages happen. And so that's why Jesus said, it's because of your hard hearts that Moses allowed you to write a certificate of divorce and to put her away. There are these pieces that are in place because you can imagine just if there were no structures in place that people were just joining up and then pushing each other away and putting each other without any commitment, without any kind of uh, organization, any kind of care, especially within the first century where where for a, a, a woman, for her to be alone was in many ways just a death sentence because there, were just, there was no means for her to care for herself. And so God put these structures in place to help mitigate the, the damage of our separating from one another, that tearing apart of those, that one flesh that, that is trying to now make it back into two different fleshes. But even though God has put those processes in place that still doesn't take away that doesn't stop us from living up to that call for his ideal of a man and woman leaving their father and the mother cleaving together holding fast to one another and staying committed to one another for the rest of their life It, it got me wondering why is marriage so important? Why, why is it so valuable that God would, 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 at the very beginning of creation, institute this uh, within the, the human culture? I think the, the first reason that, that marriage is so valuable, it's because it is only within that that setting that that we are able to live out our call the mandate that god put on humanity to be fruitful and multiply and to subdue the earth to to lead all of creation in living out their purpose that god had called them for to to lead them into worship and praise of god because no matter how far our technology advances, no matter how, uh, uh, how, how much we're able to understand the process of procreation, uh, even ways that we can, uh, with, with our technology today, the way that we can... Uh, uh, what's, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know if subvert is quite exactly the right word, but, but we can go around the natural process of creating a child, that, that there are th- ways that people can do that within laboratory sittings and so on and so forth. We've got all of this technology, but it still takes a man and a woman to make a baby. doesn't matter over that if that somehow that man and woman is separated from the process. They are still required in order for there to become new life. We can't live out that calling of filling the earth, of being, multi- of being fruitful and multiplying outside the man and a woman. If that's where it ended, we would live in a miserable world because not only do we need a man and a woman to create life, we need a family in order to raise that child up into becoming a healthy, contributing adult, where they too are able to then create a family, create their own children, and see that process continue on. Uh, The the, the stats aren't necessarily really... um, popular, but, but family studies have been done over and over and over and over again, and, and there's just no denying that the, the place where children thrive is within the family with their biological mother and father, that doesn't mean that children don't thrive in other Kinds of settings, and other kinds of home environments, but consistently, statistically, your child has the best opportunity for avoiding criminal charges, being able to finish school, being able to avoid addictions, um, being able to to live to to create their own committed long-term relationship. Uh, with a spouse, and have healthy, growing children on their own. Your, your child is best suited when they have been raised up within the family of their father and their mother. So if we are going to be able to create healthy, growing families, we need to have committed, strong marriages between a husband and a wife. So so marriage is valuable so that we can live out that mandate that God has called us to. Marriage is also valuable because it is the primary representation, the primary metaphor that he has used to describe his relationship with his people. Whether it's in the Old Testament or the New Testament, when God is describing how he relates to his people here on earth, most often, almost exclusively, it is within that understanding of a marriage relationship. That he as the bridegroom, Christ is the bridegroom, and we are his bride that have been united together. It's not surprising then that Satan has made marriage one of his primary targets to try and destroy and, and, and unend because, because if he is able to, to, to redefine, recreate that relationship, it robs the world of an understanding of how God wants to relate to them as individuals. And so for us as a church, one of the, the greatest evangelistic tools that we can have is by having a healthy marriage, by giving people, that, the, the rest of the world, that picture of what God wants to do, how God wants to have a relationship with us by having healthy marriages. I think that the other reason that marriage is so important is because in this most intimate relationship within humanity that that relationship between a husband and a wife there is no one who knows you any better than your spouse And therefore, they are one of the primary ways that God is going to complete his sanctifying work in you. It's through the interaction between you and your spouse. (laughs) (laughs) But... but for you to grow in your relationship with God, with your understanding of who He is and how He wants to connect with you, the, one of the best ways for God to do that is through your spouse. They'll be able to help you point out where are those those weaknesses in your life? Where are the things that you're strong, that, that you can work together and support one another? When one of you is challenged and, and, and struggling in your relationship with Christ, the other is there to be able to support and encourage. And vice versa, when you're back and forth, there's somebody that's always there. And there is, I'm convinced that there is no other relationship that is going to help you in your walk with Jesus than your relationship with your spouse. So again, it's not at all surprising that Satan is trying to bring division, to build up walls between husbands and wives, to, uh, to, to create such tension and conflict within your relationship and, and, and division that's there so that you are silent, that you no longer talk with one another. You never engage in, in depth of, of relationship, of, of challenging one another, of encouraging one another. If he can, if he can discourage and, and, and distract and, and destroy your marriage relationship, he's, he's making a huge leaps in keeping you far from God and growing in your relationship with Jesus. Now again, that doesn't mean that a person, a single person, can't have a good relationship with God, or or that that married people who aren't going through the few are going through struggles and stuff that you can't have a healthy relationship with God. But it sure is a lot harder. So. So if, if marriages are so important and so valuable, um, how do we make sure that we have healthy relationships? How do, we, how do we make sure that we never get to that point of considering divorce, of, of trying to separate and pull apart this most precious of relationships? I think that needs to be A key focus in our in our church. I think we need to 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 find ways that we can support and encourage marriages here in this place. And and let me say we have tremendous resources just here in this room, in this in this family of believers. There are people that have gone through all kinds of different experiences. Whatever challenges that you are facing, likely there's at least one other person or one other couple that has gone through similar kinds of situations that could be an encouragement, a support. That's hard. It's hard to talk with other people about that most intimate of relationships. When you are, are in, in conflict, when you're going through a, a real rough patch in your marriage, it's really awkward to talk with other people about that. It is. Awkward is not nearly strong enough a word for that. It's humbling. It's embarrassing. Um, and that's exactly where Satan wants us, right? Because if, we're, if we keep that all secret, if we come here every Sunday and have a happy, happy face, Nobody knows about the struggles that are going on in my marriage. Then he uses that, he uses that secrecy, he uses that isolation, that silence to, to then stir up and continue to, to, to uh, create that cancer within our relationships. And it's, it's usually not until things get so bad that divorce is like the only option that then people start saying, we need Family, we need to be open with one another. I'm not asking that everybody comes up here and lays out all of their dirty laundry in their marriage in front of the whole congregation. That's, that's not a good idea. But, but there are people here that can help that you need to invest in. You need to talk with your spouse about giving one another permission to go and talk with one or two other people about your relationship, that, uh, people that you can open up with, that you can be honest with, somebody that they will be comfortable with you sharing that information about. It's probably a good idea to set that up before you're going through difficult times because it's going to be really hard to get permission to talk with somebody else about the struggles that you're going through. But, but we have resources beyond that. We have resources of people within this congregation who are gifted and skilled in this area. Julie is a, a family counselor. Uh, she would be able to... She's professionally trained and, and, and all of that to be able to help families work through struggles that they're facing. Dave and Diana aren't here. Dave and Diana Caris aren't here this morning. But they have spent years... Mentoring uh, engaged couples, but also mentoring couples that are going through struggles. Uh, They've been involved in a ministry called Family Life Canada um, that has resources and tools and books and and teaching that can help strengthen marriages and and, uh, develop uh, uh, communication skills and conflict resolution. Um, We have... We have people in this church that have gone through infidelity and unfaithfulness, and they have been able to work through that and and come to a place where they now have a strong committed relationship with one another. We have have individuals that have gone through infidelity and and, and their relationship has been destroyed because of it. And they would be able to help encourage you if those are things that you are facing. We have uh, have couples that that have gone through every conceivable circumstance and situation. Well, maybe not every seat, but lots. And you would be able to find somebody in this church family that would be able to pray with you. That would be able to encourage you. If you are a young person that is considering getting married, whether you have somebody picked out yet or not, there are people in this congregation who would love to be able to encourage and, and, and help you through that process of discovering who it is that God has for you and how to be able to develop a healthy relationship right from the get-go if you're at a place where, where your relationship is, is slowly falling apart, there are people that are here who would pray for you, who would encourage you, who would join you in that struggle so that you don't feel alone, that you're not by yourself, that Satan wouldn't be able to isolate you and therefore then attack you in that isolation. As, as we as a congregation learn how to care for one another, learn how to, how to build strong, healthy marriages within this church family, we are then going to have an opportunity to touch the lives and the families and the relationship in the world that is around us in the communities and the neighborhoods that are around us. Any of your neighbors or family members going through marriage issues? This could be a place where they would find safety, where they would find support, where they would find encouragement, where, where you can be an influencer and a, 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 somebody who would who would be that that kind of a a safe place for them to find health and and love once again. Uh, Wherever you are at in your journey, in this question, in this issue, there's someone here who can help. There's somebody that can support you and encourage you. If you want to come talk with me, I, 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 can, I can help out. I, I have my own weaknesses in my marriage. It um, come out of my self-centeredness and struggles. Um, if I can not help you, I can help point you into some direction of other people in this church family who may be able to encourage And support you, but let's work on this together. Let's let's commit to one another that that marriages are going to be a priority. And 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 let me say that as well. Understanding that there are some who are single, some who are called to being single, and some who who are single outside of their own uh, choice of being that way. That's not to diminish you or your importance or your value in this family at all. Um, we, we need you. That, uh, when, when the disciples in, in Matthew, when, when they say, it's better for a person not to get married at all, Jesus then comes back and says, there are a few who are called to that and 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 i absolutely believe that there are that, that our church family is is enriched by those who are single who are single and committed to following jesus so i don't want to diminish your value your uh, your participation your involvement in this church family at all but at the same time our world needs healthy marriages Needs strong families. And if we make that kind of a commitment as a church family to building up marriages and families here, there's no telling what kind of an influence we might have in this world around us. Let's pray. but I, uh, I recognize my own inadequacy uh, to stand up here and advocate for healthy marriages when there, are, when there are some bad habits that I have within my own marriage. It is so good to know That you are, you are the answer to strong, healthy marriages. That it doesn't depend on our great ability, our strength of character, our proper and healthy, wise choices. But as we look to you, as we depend on you, as we follow you, that you will transform the marriage relationships within this church family. So I come to you. We come to you. Humbly to ask, would you do that in our lives? Father, you know... You know the different struggles that there are within marriage relationships here in this place. And you know the ones who can support and encourage and help build up. Would you make those connections, Lord? Would you draw those, uh, those people together in a way that, that they would be able to encourage and support? Father, would you, would you pull aside our our pride that gets in the way of saying that that we need help and would you help us to be open to uh, to those uh, those wise words from from couples who have gone through similar circumstances that we can learn from and build off of lord would you would you create this church family was such a, uh, a priority on building and, and supporting and encouraging healthy marriages and healthy families that we would then be able to have an influence on the community around us. Lord, it breaks my heart to see kids who come from such mixed up Family backgrounds with with multiple adults that have been in their lives, um, biological parents and otherwise and girlfriends and boyfriends and all the rest of that and it just you can just see the pain in their eyes, Father, as I see husbands and wives go through difficulty as they move from from relationship to relationship and, and, and looking for that one that will just fit right and yet never satisfied, missing out on the, on the beauty of sticking through difficult times together. Father, would you give us the opportunity of, of, of bringing your healing love, your healing touch into the families here in our community, into the marriages here in our community, Would you guide us in knowing how to to support that here in this place so that we can see our culture transformed by your ideal, by your perfections. Lord, we need your help. We put put ourselves into your hands to be used by you to accomplish those things that only you could accomplish. And through that, that your name would be glorified and praised. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.